five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another bonus episode of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, your premier source for everything Vancouver Titans and Toronto Defiant. I'm your host, Sir Dr. JM. That's at Sir DRJM. And I'm joined today by, wait, uh, it looks like it's actually just me today. So welcome to the official one-man watchpoint takeover of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast. That's right. Today, it's just me at Sir DRJM. You can follow me on Twitter. But of course, head on over to discord.io slash ready, set, pwn to join the ready, set, pwn discord and partake in the conversation. Of course, over at ready, set, pwn, we celebrate everything Vancouver Titans and Toronto Defiant. And we've been lucky enough to be granted backs, backstage, if you will, access virtually to everything summer showdown in Toronto. So we're here to discuss day three of everything that has gone on in the summer showdown tournament. Of course, it was a stellar day. If you didn't catch the matches, I would highly recommend you go back and take a look at them. Um, I think to start things off, what we'll do, I'll recap the scores real quick. We'll have some spoilers in here, but then we'll, of course, break down everything that happened in Toronto's matches from the day, as they're obviously the most important ones. And of course, we'll talk a little bit about tomorrow's matches. So without further ado, let's get on in there. Moving the payload! Join me! So of course, we kicked things off today, September 10th at 12 o'clock p.m., uh, at least Mountain Time, with the Toronto Defiant taking on the Houston Outlaws. And boy, oh boy, was this a match for the ages if you are a Toronto fan. Of course, this match wound up being a 3-0, a clean game for the Toronto Defiant, um, a matchup that I had previously been a little bit worried about, uh, seeing how Houston had performed uh, in their final qualifying matches before the tournament, as well as seeing how Toronto had performed in their final match or two before the uh, qualifiers or before the qualifiers were over as well, uh, I had concerns that this would be a hurdle for Toronto. Now, I also think that this was a different Houston team and a different Toronto team. Houston, coming off of their loss against San Francisco, they did not look great. And Toronto, coming off their win against the Washington Justice, they looked clean. I would argue that they cleaned up just about every aspect that uh, that they needed to in order to uh, really show Houston who's boss. Now, I should also mention the score doesn't quite reflect uh, everything that went on as it does say it's a 3-0, but Houston did actually manage to pull a draw on one map. So anyways, before getting too much into that, let's uh, quickly go over the rest of the scores for the day because I'm sure at some point I will refer to them and uh, probably spoil what happened. So after Toronto beat Houston in a 3-0 fashion, we then saw the Florida Mayhem take on the London Spitfire in the other losers bracket uh, matchup. And that was, of course, at 1.45 p.m. And Florida managed to complete a reverse sweep and come out on top over the London Spitfire with a 3-2 matchup. So great job to Florida there. Um, it was a pretty stellar match all around. Bit of a shocking one. Uh, definitely, I, I had gone into that match thinking London was going to come out on top. And for all intents and purposes, I mean, they got the first two maps and it looked like Florida was done, but Florida battled back. And this is actually not the first time that Florida has shut down the London Spitfire in a reverse sweep. I believe it happened in the midseason madness as well. So anyways, exciting match there. Florida comes out on top. We then, of course, jump on over to the, the winner's bracket where we saw 
Winners round three, San Francisco Shock take on the Dallas Fuel and the Dallas Fuel coming out on top, showing San Francisco who's boss with a clean 3-0. So not the first 3-0 of the day, but definitely an exciting one. Dallas really exerting their dominance over the San Francisco Shock. And of course, that means after that match, the Dallas Fuel are going to the final, but we still have a few losers round uh, matches to take on. So that brings us back to losers round three for our final match of the day today on Saturday, September 10th. Of course, at 5.15 p.m., we saw the Toronto Defiant take on the Florida Mayhem. It would have been a rematch of Toronto versus London, but like I said, that reverse sweep means Florida made it to face off against Toronto. And this batch was a banger. It was not easy. Uh, it was not necessarily clean, but Toronto did come out on top with a 3-2 record, which of course means tomorrow, September 11th, our first match of the day at 12 p.m. will be the San Francisco Shock taking on the Toronto Defiant. And that will lead into our final match of the summer showdown, the winner-take-all match, the Dallas Fuel against the winner of that San Francisco versus Toronto matchup. So before we get into what I expect to transpire tomorrow, let's rewind a little bit and we'll cover the first match of the day being Toronto versus Houston. So things kicked off with Toronto versus Houston on control, of course, going to Busan. And in Busan round one, well... Things started off a little slow. Uh, honestly, we we didn't get any picks for a little bit there. It was a lot of back and forth, just, you know, exchanging hits and that kind of thing. Um, Houston did, however, get the point and open the picks. So this is something that I think we actually saw throughout this match was Pelican actually opening the picks and really getting that first kind of kill to start things off. And I mean, generally speaking, when you see the first pick, it usually is a pretty good indicator that uh, whichever side gets that first pick, they're going to cap first. They're going to, you know, push forward a little bit, whatever, that kind of thing. And we definitely saw that uh, sort of repeat itself throughout this match. Houston pretty consistently opening the picks, uh, and oftentimes it was Pelican as well. After that, um, although kind of started to warm up a little bit, he, he gets a pick on Merritt. Uh, you know, there's a bit of an exchange. Hotba goes down. But overall... Toronto, I felt, really looked ruthless. They were, being the Toronto we love to see them be, playing with confidence, and it looked like they were they were really pushing, but unfortunately, they weren't getting a ton of results. So, Houston's had the point, goes up to about 65%, and Toronto manages to flip the point. Now, Toronto has a great alt economy at this point, um, and it's really looking like they might be able to make a solid play and get some solid percentage. Unfortunately, Merritt does pick off Hisu, but this is kind of where I think the tone was really set for the entire match. At this point, Hotba pulled off a rampage that was so incredible. He turned the tide, Toronto takes the lead, they pass uh, the percentage that Houston had, and they're able to just hold the point to the extent where they actually begin chasing down the outlaws as they scatter. Um, it it all it almost looked like Houston was worried um, and they didn't really have a backout plan. So they all just kind of scattered and Houston, or I mean, sorry, Toronto was just chasing them down, uh, getting the picks and ultimately comes out on top in round one. That of course puts them in the lead. We go to round two on Busan. And again, very similar as the first round. Things kind of stall out at the beginning no picks, just trading hits a little bit. First pick again, 
goes to Houston. Houston gets the cap, but uh, it was not looking great for them. Toronto actually flipped the point very quickly after, uh, I believe it was Hisu got a pick on last row. Hisu then attempts a decent job um, of throwing Bob out, but unfortunately it gets booped back a little bit and is kind of just not really doing a whole lot. But this again, another tone setter. Toronto does not back down. They rally with a literal rally from Twilight and they just turn the tides. This is again, something that we saw repeated throughout this match. Toronto doing a lot with a little. Um, in, in most cases, Twilight would pop the rally and the whole team would just dive in. Or uh, in some cases, they wouldn't even pop rally. They would just be pushed back. They'd be getting a little bit of uh, aggression against them. Um, even sometimes they would have a pick on their side. Uh, someone goes down and they would just push back in. And it was really fun to watch because it's, I think it's that swagger that we always talk about Toronto having, but it's an aggression that I don't think we've always seen from them. At this point in the match, I believe Uber actually uh, mentioned that at this point, Twilight had the most final blows for Toronto, which is just awesome to hear because we all love Twilight here. Finally, Toronto gets to 99. Houston flips the point. So obviously, you know, when you're 99 to 0, there's a pretty small percentage chance that you're actually going to be able to hold the point the entire time. But hey, this meta has shown that that can happen. But ultimately, Hisu throws out a bob. They won't give up. They push in. They use that aggression to their favor. And they take Busan. And that was all she wrote for Busan. Now, as I mentioned before, the score on this one, uh, as it is on the official scoreboard, uh, does say 3-0. But it's a little bit misleading because at this point, we go to Hollywood. And in Hollywood, although Toronto has a pretty stellar attack, Houston has an equally stellar attack, if not maybe a little better, um, which is interesting because they had a very successful uh, uh, map against San Francisco on Hollywood as well. But ultimately, Houston is only able to come up with the draw. So let's take a quick look at it. So Toronto starts on attack. Houston, again, as I mentioned, we're seeing a lot of patterns in this match. Houston gets the first pick. Why this keeps happening, I'm not too sure. Um, it was usually either Merritt or Pelican. Um, I mean, Pelican is an awesome player. Merritt certainly has his merits as well. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Toronto makes kind of slow advances towards the point as they're on attack. They're not really pushing in too aggressively or too quickly. Um, I think they were kind of playing a little more tempered because of the nature of that first choke as you uh, go under that archway past the car um, and you kind of have to play around that building in order to get onto the point and, and of course cap the limousine there. Um, so Toronto kind of slowly starts to move in. They kind of back off. You know, someone gets a pick on Twilight, so they back off. They hold off a little bit. Um, at this point, it was actually, I, I noticed that uh, for the first time in the match, it was Ash v. Ash with both Hisu and Merritt on Ash. And then of course, both of them actually got Bob right around the same time. They throw Bob out, and it's Bob v. Bob. Hisu and Aldo manage to get a couple picks, and of course, Toronto pushes in, and they cap the point with about 345 uh, to go. So very respectable time, definitely enough time in the time bank to escort the payload over to the first checkpoint. Houston retreats back into that uh, sort of, uh, I don't know what to call it, Old West setting in, in Hollywood, and they cap the high ground there. They take the high ground to try and, of course, control the fight. Hotba comes in. And again, there's a risky rampage here where Hotba really pushes in. Um, again, 
you know, talking patterns. We saw Hotba do this a number of times. In this match, it was really good. Hotba had some really stellar uh, rampages that just would hit three or four, and Toronto was really able to capitalize on them. But I digress. Hotba pulls kind of a risky one where he's a little bit low health. Um, Toronto manages to get the picks, and of course, they have the cart moving, and at this point, we're already going around that saloon. Pelican at this point, I noticed had been a little quiet. I was kind of surprised because I know Pelican is obviously one of the superstars on Houston's roster. Um, and he's definitely one of the, uh, one of the best in the league. If you ask me, I, I do think he has a significant impact. Um, and it, he was not making a significant uh, impact really in this round so far. Um, Pelican then actually pulled a blade, uh, and Toronto used Bob to ultimately pull the cart forward. I don't know if that was intended, but Hisu throws Bob out. Bob goes just past the cart right near the point. And uh, of course, it was close enough to the cart to keep it moving. Um, so that was obviously pretty funny. Um, at this point, Toronto hits checkpoint B, and they've got three minutes to get through that final stretch. Houston pushes back with a pretty, pretty hard push. Um, they actually get Toronto back to spawn, but Toronto is close enough to sound barrier. They're close to rampage. So it's not too effective because ultimately, uh, you know, although they're the ones getting pushed back, they're getting a few hits. They're getting, uh, they're building up a little bit of ult percentage and it's looking good for the next fight. Um, then of course sound barrier comes out so they can push. Uh, they have another huge rampage from Hotpa, allows them to complete the map and they've completed it with just over one minute. Hotpa his rampages at this point, oh my god, were they ever impressive. This was how you rampage if you are playing Junker Queen. And honestly, to to everyone's credit, you know, Twilight was playing out of his mind on on Brig. Um, Hisu and although were just coordinating back and forth between the Genji and uh, the mostly the Ash as well, uh, like superstars, like the superstars that they are. And of course, not to be undersold, is Chorong also playing his part on the Lucio. Now, we then switch over, and it's Houston's turn to attack. Um, they actually have a pretty good defense, or Toronto has a pretty good defense at this point. Um, Houston makes a couple really hard pushes, and Toronto's able to kind of stave them off. Uh, they're, they're shutting down Pelican well. Um, you know, there's a number of sort of attempts by Houston that Toronto just manages to control the fight, get the picks, and of course, Houston has to reset. Um at one point, although actually comes back kind of by that lift, he wraps around into the room. He kind of has a little a second of a 1v1 with uh, um, with uh, Pelican on the Genji. And it almost acted as a distraction where it seemed like most of the team kind of flipped around and tried to focus on him. And then, of course, what does Toronto do? They get the picks. Um, ultimately, uh, we're down to two minutes left. Ults are looking great for Toronto, but Outlaws come through, get some big picks, and cap at about 120. So realistically, you know, compared to Toronto, who had, I think, three minutes when they when they capped the cart, um, not looking great for Houston, especially after Toronto actually had um, has held uh, or managed a decent hold this far. You have to imagine Houston is not super looking forward to this next push. That middle zone typically isn't a sort of one or two fight area. There's typically a number of fights in there um, going either way. So anyways, we start pushing. Toronto has three ults at this point. There's another great rampage from uh, from Hotba. You're going to hear me say that a lot because Hotba was just on his game. But ultimately, the team only gets one pick. Um, Defiant is pushing back. Uh, they, they do manage a few more picks. It's looking good. You know, there's there's 
2 minutes 30 seconds left or so. That kind of counteracts what I said about, oh, sorry, they capped the point at 120. And then uh, at this point, obviously, they get some time. So they've got two minutes 30 left. So they've got some time to get through there. Um, Houston does ultimately rotate onto the high ground. They get a pick on although um, Dante actually comes out with a big rampage as well, kind of showing, you know, showing Houston who's boss, if you, or showing Hotba who's boss, if you will. Houston wins a couple fights and they start making some meaningful progress. Now, at this point, um, there's actually kind of an extended fight on the point, um, like sort of right by the checkpoint. And uh, unfortunately, Toronto just, you know, doesn't close the gap enough. And Houston is able to cap that. And they now have two minutes and 30 seconds to go through the final phase. So certainly doable from either side. Um, you know, wouldn't be the first time we've seen a team fail to navigate that final section, uh, make that final push, especially coming through the garage doors on the back end, reaching that parking lot. Wouldn't be the first time we've seen a team falter there. But at the same time, um, you know, a couple lucky picks and uh, certainly they could make it through there. So Houston makes some good progress as they are working through that final push. Um, Hisu does manage to have some pretty good, uh, good success with the Ash pushing them off the point. Um, they eventually get down to less than one minute. And actually, although comes out with, or sorry, not although, Hotba comes out with another sick rampage. And although pops the blade to come through, but unfortunately, there's still time for another fight. Twilight rallies at the door. Things don't exactly go the way of Toronto, and there's a lot of pressure from the outlaws, and unfortunately, they do wind up taking it with no time bank. Now, this, of course, means that we're going to overtime. Toronto will attack first to sort of uh, set that win condition. They do manage to push in quick. They kind of go back and forth. There are picks on both sides. It's kind of scrappy. It's kind of back and forth. Um, unfortunately, uh, Toronto does wind up down a number of players on the point, but so does Houston. It's pretty back and forth. 2v2 for a little bit there. Um, but unfortunately, Toronto has to kind of back off as they're waiting for more players to come in. Um, Toronto eventually does go down and it's a draw. And that's the end of Hollywood. So as I mentioned, you know, this map certainly not as good, uh, for Houston as it was when they played against the San Francisco Shock. Now, I'm actually just going to double check. Yeah, they did play San Francisco. So certainly not as good as when they played San Francisco. They actually won that map 5-3. But ultimately, the draw was the best outcome they could have had. So good for them, I guess. Didn't matter as we move into Circuit Royale. So Circuit Royale, Toronto starts on attack. Chorong opens the picks and the spawn camp does not go in favor of Houston. Of course, we've seen this a number of times on Circuit Royale where uh, teams will really get trapped in that opening spawn. Um, I mean, we saw it yesterday uh, in a number of matches. But ultimately, uh, it doesn't go in favor of Houston, although it gets a huge 4K and they hit checkpoint A in no time. Houston uh, does manage to hold on to a few support ults. Um, and they're kind of, uh, they're working through the chicane or the switchback as, as Chris likes to refer to it as both of those. Um, and it was at this point that although actually it was really popping off, I believe, uh, either Matt or Uber called out that although was actually seven and oh at this point, uh, in terms of, uh, uh, final blows and deaths. Um, there's a big bob by Hisu here, but unfortunately it gets booped. So at this point, the outlaws are kind of backed into a corner, but ultimately they have the ults, so it does look good for them. And then, of course, Hotba jumps in and starts taking names. Toronto here at this point gets a huge push, 
into checkpoint B. Um, and they, they just, I don't know how they did it, but again, they sort of made, made something out of nothing. Um, there's no ults left for anyone. Uh, although comes out again on top, uh, Houston winds up having two final blows and we're halfway through the final section. Uh, I know I kind of skipped a whole bunch there, but ultimately Toronto was making quick work of this map. Now, as we come into the very end here, although Pops Blade has a great push as they wind into the final section, um, Houston, again, they're kind of left scattered, they're kind of left shocked, and ultimately uh, Toronto rolls right in. They've got 2 minutes and 54 seconds on the clock as it all winds down. So absolutely stellar, especially on this map where we frequently don't see teams uh, complete the whole map, right? We often see them get close. We see them kind of get right up to that final checkpoint. Uh, I think we do see them get into the building and kind of on that final little stretch before the, the, uh, the cart parks itself. But ultimately it's, you know, not unheard of to see this map not get the full complete, but Toronto manages to pull it off. So we then switch on over to Houston on the attack. There's a bit of a spawn camp uh, from Toronto's part, you know, camping uh, Houston, but ultimately nothing, nothing too impressive, nothing, you know, Los Angeles gladiators levels when uh, Toronto managed to spawn camp the glads for, you know, four out of five minutes or whatever it was a few weeks back. Um, Merritt actually comes out on Sojourn and there's kind of picks on both sides, you know, not looking too one-sided either way. Uh, Houston does manage to come out on top a little bit and uh, the cart gets moving again overall. Not looking too bad from either side. Um, and I was actually pretty impressed with sort of the team play on Toronto's side at this point. Seemed like they had a really good sort of uh, rotation. They had some really good synergy, really good cooperation amongst uh, the team, uh, especially with Hisu kind of firing from range, uh, you know, Korong and although kind of making it work, holding that range, allowing Hisu to really control the fight. Um, Pelican does come through, eventually pops his ult. Um, and uh, Houston ultimately tries to make a good push. They have almost all their ults. They blow them all. And Toronto somehow, with Hisu up on the high ground, manages to make it happen. It was almost like they didn't know Hisu was sort of up. Uh, I'm talking right before that first checkpoint. Hisu's up on the hill there. And he's kind of just poking out uh, with the ash, uh, getting picks. It was almost like they just weren't paying attention to him. Um and, and, you know, Hisu just making it happen. Toronto, ultimately, again, this is where we're seeing that aggression. They're really halting the push uh, just before checkpoint A. Um, unfortunately, I believe... Oh, no, Houston didn't even get checkpoint A. Uh, so the aggression really works out for them. Toronto knows it. Toronto knows there's very little time left. They make a push uh, after a fantastic rampage again by Hotba, followed by a blade by Although. There's 30 seconds left. No ults on either side. And Hisu gets that pick. Hisu gets one pick, and that's it. Houston players are looking beat down. At this point, I think they actually showed uh, the uh, the bench for Houston there, and I think it was Lep that we saw, and man, oh man, did he look defeated. So, finally, we move on to our last map of the match in New Queen Street. It is Toronto in Toronto. No, it is in Toronto on Toronto against Toronto, if you will. And both teams come out on Sojourn, uh, as we know, you know, not a pick that we, I wouldn't say we don't frequently see, uh, see Hisu on Sojourn, but we don't always see Hisu on Sojourn. So a little bit of a surprising one, especially because New Queen Street does kind of have some longer, uh, sight lines where he could make use of the Ash, but 
comes out on Sojourn for a little bit more of that quicker, closer range play. Um, Houston starts things off well. Again, they get the first uh, fight win. Uh, I don't remember if it was Pelican that got the first pick at this point, but Houston starts making some progress, but Hisu actually manages to get a pick on Pelican, and Toronto is able to turn it all around. So at this point, Toronto gets it, and they get it. It seems like everything is clicking. They are firing on all cylinders. They are ready to go. They're ready to get this win. So they take a couple fights. Um, there's some great play. They're really doing a good job of shutting down Pelican. Uh, at this point, you know, once again, Hotba has a rampage. They reach checkpoint one. As simple as that. Now, Hotba's rampage here actually didn't hit much, but Hisu does manage to get a pick. Hisu and Aldo make one hit, a rampage win, and we've got six minutes left. That's the thing is, I, I know they bumped up the the push map uh, time bank from, uh, I think it was six minutes to start originally, and they bumped it up to eight minutes. Eight minutes is just excruciatingly long, but I digress. Hisu at this point kind of goes in for a bit of a sneaky flank. Um, Pelican does spot him, pops out and deals with it. Um, Toronto turns the fight yet again. Somehow Toronto manages to do it again. They turn the fight. It's 3v2. Toronto makes the right call once they drop 3v2 and they kind of back off. They regroup. They know that at this point they can give up some space. They've got so much progress that Houston not only has to walk the bot back, the bot then has to push the wall to catch up to where they are. So they give them space. Uh, they kind of wait out. Houston actually rallies at this point, and Toronto's just like, no, we're just going to let you have it because uh, you've got so much time left. Um, at this point, the casters call out that although is actually 9-1 and one with 4 minutes and 20 seconds left. So we're just about halfway through the time bank, although has been killed once. Toronto uh, does, again, flip it very cleanly. They have some great decision-making. They start making progress again. Um, at this point, actually, you know, counter to what I was saying before, Hotba does throw a rampage, a little bit questionable there, but you know, these things happen. Houston takes a fight. And again, Toronto says, no biggie. We'll let you walk it back a little bit and then we'll come meet you. So Twilight again rallies. Hotba comes in with a knife kill, big turnaround from Toronto. They start pushing again. Houston ends up making no progress in terms of, uh, how far they had gotten. Houston does, however, have some ults coming online. So a little bit interesting. Um, you never know what's going to happen here. But as it turns out, Toronto actually has Korong, uh, sorry, Chorong, over on the point and the bot is moving again. So Houston kind of hightails it over there. Uh, they really rush to get back to the bot. But although goes in, draws it out, plus gets picks, and Toronto's making making progress again. This was all Toronto. Hisu opens up the next fight with uh, a Bob. Uh, Merritt does get all though, but, you know, ultimately Merritt's been quiet this round. Houston manages to take it again. There's one minute left, and they have to run it almost the entire map. At this point, Toronto had just about gotten to the end of the map. So Houston is now looking at one minute to walk it back to the start, walk it a little bit further, start pushing the wall, and they then have to make some serious progress. So at this point, honestly, it looks dire for Houston. Um, Toronto comes in uh, after Hisu goes on a rampage, and we've got 15 seconds left. Twilight pops a rally. They push into spawn. Toronto starts getting picks. Lep goes down. Uh, that's going to be all for naught as Toronto wins it and sends the Houston Outlaws packing. So obviously, this win was a big deal for Toronto. Um, you know, they, they obviously had the big win against the Washington Justice yesterday. Uh, it was a 3-1, but, you know, pretty decisive in favor of Toronto. They managed to shut down the, the, uh, the, the tournament decay, of course. 
but I really thought this match was going to be a little more even. Um, I had concerns that Houston had figured it out, whereas Toronto, uh, looked good in the start of this, uh, tournament cycle. Not, not the actual tournament, but the qualifiers. Um, I had concerns that Toronto looked good early, but their success had kind of been adopted by other teams and other teams were looking stronger than Toronto. So I was worried that this was going to be a close matchup. Now it obviously was not. So with that win, the next match to follow would be the Florida Mayhem taking on the London Spitfire. Now at this point, uh, of course, if Toronto faces off against the London Spitfire, that would be a rematch against the team that sent them to the loser's bracket in the very first round to open up the tournament. So, uh, Chris, your other host of Ready, Set, Pwn, actually asked in the post-game interview with the Toronto Defiant um, if they had a preference, which team they would play. If they would play the London Spitfire or the Florida Mayhem, um, obviously it would be a revenge match or it would be a, you know, just, a, I don't know, a match against Florida. But here's how Twilight and Hotba felt. 팀이 올라와도 저는 상관없는데 스위스는 런던이 올라와서 저희가 런던을 이기고 승자 뭐지 그 다음 1월 경기에 갈수 있는 갈수 있는 게 저희에게 좋은 스토리면서 큰 그림이지 않을까 싶어요. 우선 저도 토너먼트 올라오면은 누구나 결국 만난다고 생각해서 누구든지 결국 이겨야 하는 상대고 그래서. 런던이 올라와서 저희가 런던을 이기는 게더 기세적인 부분에서 중요하다고 생각해서 저도 런던 뽑겠습니다. Uh, this is for Twilight. I don't mind whichever team comes up, but I guess in terms of storyline, um, I think it's going to look better if London comes up and then we get to revenge. Uh, and I think it'll be pretty dynamic um, hype that we're getting uh, for our crowd too, that we get to make a revenge against them and then move on to the losers finals and the finals on Sunday. This is for Hapa. Um, once you compete at the tournament, you, you should have a mindset of uh, winning against whichever team that you're going to face because that will be leading to the championship. But I guess it'll be great that we get to face London again to keep our momentum going. So straight from the Hotba's mouth and, of course, the Twilight's mouth, uh, that's how they felt going in. They ultimately didn't really have too many worries. Um as, you know, Twilight mentions, obviously, for the storyline, it would be great for them to have this revenge, uh, this revenge match against the London Spitfire. Uh, but ultimately, this was kind of the big takeaway from the uh, post-match interview with Twilight and Hotpa. Uh, they're going into this with a mindset of they're going to win. Doesn't matter who, doesn't matter how, doesn't matter when, doesn't matter where, although the where does come into play because they love playing in Toronto. Um, and... The where actually also comes into play with uh, Chris's next question when he actually asked Twilight specifically, saying that, you know, he's played in both Vancouver and Toronto. He actually asked uh, which city he prefers, uh, and here's how Twilight felt. Oh, 약간 좀 그런 세련된 그런 느낌을 받아서 뭐 딱히 그냥 둘다 좋아요. 둘다 섞어 놓으면 더 좋겠죠. 
yes, uh, I had a privilege to、uh, live in both cities in Canada. I would say Vancouver was more environmentally like、uh, friendly,、uh, with great views and scenery. So it was a great city to live in.、Uh, compared to that, Toronto is very、um, uh, polished and kind of like. More like city based、um, view, but I I don't have like a typical like preference over each other. I would say、uh, mixed one would be the best. So there you have it, Ready Set Pwn fans. Of course, your home city of Vancouver has the more environmentally friendly aspect, whereas Toronto is a、uh, a little more polished and、uh, from the sounds of it,、um, I guess more of a city.、Uh, I personally have、uh, spent minimal time in both,、uh, so I'm over here to say that Calgary is the best of them all. So the rest of you can just you know you know do it do with that what you will. Now I did actually、uh, have the chance to throw one more question in there、uh, in the post match interview, which I'm going to put in here because it was a great question and I think one that、uh, got a laugh out of Twilight and Hotpa. So I'm going to throw it in here now and let's hear what they had to say. Jordan from the Ready Set Pwn podcast here as well.、Uh, question for both of you: If you do face the London Spitfire next, can we expect to see any push-ups on stage from the Toronto Defiant? Push-ups are possible, but I don't have much interest in them. I don't think I'll be able to do that. I don't think I'll be able to do that. I don't think I'll be able to do that. I don't think I'll be able to do that. 한국 그러니까 토론토 오기 전에 제가 다이어트를 하긴 했는데 최근에 이제 운동 안 했거든요. 그래서 푸시업 못할 거야. <웃음> This is for Twilight. Um, I mean, I know how to do push-ups, but um, I would toss that attention to someone else. Uh, if there could be, so I'll bypass. Um, this is for Hapa.、Um, same as well. I don't prefer to receive that much of an attention on the stage.、Uh, I think we have enough with the crowd already.、Um, and I did、uh, lose some weight before I came to Toronto, but I recently didn't exercise, so I'm not actually sure if I could do push-ups. So there you have it.、Uh, no plans for push-ups,、uh, unfortunately, on the Toronto Defiant side. Of course, as you now know,、um, as I spoiled already. Uh, there was no opportunity to play the London Spitfire、uh, because the Florida Mayhem, as I mentioned earlier, did manage to pull off the reverse sweep against the London Spitfire. It was another banger of a match.、Um, I'll be honest; I watched most of the matches from today. The only match I missed almost entirely was San Francisco and Dallas, but I heard it was a great match as well. But the Florida London match was、uh, no slouch. That's for sure. I would say, you know. I mean, I'm biased towards both the Toronto matches being better, but、uh, it was a close third. Let's give it that much. So, I did actually join the、uh, post-match interview for the Florida Mayhem、uh, after they beat the London Spitfire, and I actually had a couple of questions、uh, for both Hydron and Rupal who were there. So,、uh, I started by asking if they thought that there was more momentum for themselves having come off that win against London,、uh, not only a win but a reverse sweep, or if they felt the Toronto Defiant might have a little more、uh, of that momentum behind them coming off their win, their decisive win against the Houston Outlaws. So let's hear what Hydron and Rupal thought. I think us, because we our our last match was、uh, closer to the next match than they were, so they have like a three hour break, and we're probably going on like an hour break. Um, yeah, I think it's us. Yeah, I think we're feeling pretty good about it, and also London ended up beating Toronto in the upper bracket, so I think it looks good for us. 
So no real huge surprises there. Of course, I expected uh, both of them to say that they themselves had the momentum behind them. Uh, as, you know, Hydron first uh, pointed out there, they were the ones coming almost right off the win, whereas Toronto had a little bit of time to relax, a little bit of downtime uh, before they would have their next match. Um, but I digress, you know, I wanted to throw it out there, give the give them a chance to kind of talk about how they were feeling in the moment there. So that was RuPaul and Hydron, or RuPaul, I'm never certain how to pronounce it. Moving on from there, of course, we saw the San Francisco Shock take on the Dallas Fuel. Dallas comes out on top, 3-0. to zero. And then we move into our final match of the day, which was the Florida Mayhem taking on the Toronto Defiant. So, the start of the Florida versus Toronto matchup. Going into this match, I truly did not expect a ton out of the Florida Mayhem. I kind of expected it to be one of those situations where uh, they kind of, you know, burned everything they had in the engine, if you will. Um, again, I actually almost think it plays into Toronto's favor to have that that little bit of an extended break where they can kind of come down from the high of uh, their win off Houston, um, or in Florida's case, the win off London, especially given how much the... Uh, you know, regardless of the result, the nerves must come into play in a match like the Florida reverse sweep of London, right? They were down, they were on the edge, their backs were against the wall. And I think that really gets you in a state where uh, you're playing, you know, on the edge of your seat, if you will. So I think Toronto actually kind of maybe had a bit of an advantage. Obviously, we know they had the home crowd buff um, and everything like that. But I digress. I was not expecting Florida, honestly, to put up much of a fight. Again, I also thought that Toronto was just a better team and a uh, more developed team when it comes to this meta. Of course, Florida is a bit of a wild card. We know they have a reputation for, um, you know, making some odd choices, maybe making some odd picks. And actually, as we'll find out in the uh, post-match uh, interviews that we did manage to get with um, Hisu and Chorong, Florida and Toronto have actually scrimmed before. Um, and so Toronto going into this one was pretty uh, confident. But I digress. Let's take a look at the match. So we kicked things off in Lijiang Tower. Now, things started off just like in the Houston match with the opposing team getting the first pick. So Hydron actually comes out uh, swinging, gets the first pick. Chive, uh, chive mate. I almost called him chive mate because I was reading the word checkmate and dive. Checkmate dives on in as well, and Florida ultimately caps first. Now, Hisu does manage to get a pick, um, and eventually they kind of uh, start the ball rolling from there. They manage to flip it at about 50%. Hisu is ulted up, and both Toronto Defiant supports have their ults as well. Both Florida Mayhem supports are up as well, and it's pretty even thus far. Both teams are trading picks. Um, ultimately, Florida does manage to uh, flip it. They have the alt economy. Florida pushes back to spawn. Toronto takes just too long to get back to the point. And Florida gets the first one. So that's round one going in favor of Florida. So not necessarily a stellar opening for Toronto. Maybe this comes back to what Hydron was saying. Maybe they were still, you know, vibing a little bit off of their previous win. Whereas counter to what I was saying, Toronto has come down a little bit and maybe they're a little too calm. They got to get their heads in the game. You know, Toronto's a little more, or I mean, uh, Florida's a little more warmed up, something like that. But I digress. We go into round two. Florida gets a gets first pick yet again, but this time Toronto answers. 
both healers go down for Florida. Hotba is down for Toronto. Toronto manages to make it onto the point first and they cap it. Uh, Hisu actually goes on a very impressive big flank and he makes it happen. I did not, I'm never too confident when we see these kind of flanks, but he, the Hees was lease and he gets it. Uh, they managed to cap the point. They get about 50% before anything happens. Um, although gets a big pick on Sir Majed, although crashes in on them, pushes them back to spawn. Toronto approaches final fight territory. Hydron kind of manages to run in. I think he was on Sojourn at this point. He dashes in, he gets on the point, but ultimately Toronto collapses back onto it and Florida can't do nothing about it. So Toronto gets the win and we move to round three on Lijiang Tower. And here, perhaps the tides turn. Toronto opens the kills. They get a great opening. They cap first. Hisu is on Sojourn. As you know, I'm a more of a fan of the Sojourn than the Ash, although I think I am kind of changing my opinion after seeing how much Toronto has been able to work with the Ash. But I digress. Hisu comes out on Sojourn. Florida hasn't been able to get a pick. Um, they're just fighting, but Toronto already has it this round. I actually didn't really write a whole lot down. It was an amazing hold on Toronto's part. And they managed to get it 100 to 0. That's right. Florida doesn't even manage to cap the point at all. So we then head on over to Parijo. Oh, here we go with Toronto on the attack. Uh, everyone's kind of playing on the point. There's, you know, we're just kind of trading picks. We're kind of getting, you know, doing the dance. Not a lot to, not too much going on. Toronto actually overextends a little bit. They do get one tick on the point, but they ultimately get pushed off. And at this point, it was actually pretty impressive because it looked like Florida was matching the aggression on the next push. Um, when they had rally, they get a few picks. They hold off Toronto. Uh, checkmate pops blade. Um, but ultimately, Hotba is able to get him down, although gets someone, and I should mention when I say someone, I mean the tank on Florida. His name is someone, of course. And Toronto manages to turn this around. So it was it was really impressive because I think this was kind of the first time that I thought, wow, uh, we're seeing Toronto play as, similar to how they played against Houston. Very aggressive, you know, uh, taking fights and making moves when it seems like they should have lost this fight already. Um at this point, this was the first time I kind of thought, ooh, Florida is looking like they're kind of matching that. They're not backing down and they're pushing just as hard. So uh, regardless, Toronto does cap the point. They've got about, I think, a little better than three minutes, 30 seconds left. Florida sets up for a defense and Toronto is being watched at this point. Uh, although is basically being targeted and focus fired down, uh, by Florida. They're, they're really keeping a great eye on him. Um, as Toronto pushes the cart around this first kind of bend, um, there's an attempt at a, um, at a sound barrier by Sir Majed. And, uh, unfortunately for him, Chorong was sort of just underneath kind of behind him manages to boop him up as he casts the, um, as he casts the sound barrier and although comes in and man, oh man, did they get the Ajax on Mahed? Uh, he goes down, uh, without landing the sound barrier. Of course, that means Toronto manages to push hard and they get through. Uh, they're coming into checkpoint B at this time, but someone does come back has a big rampage. Um, Hisu makes a play with Bob. Uh, Toronto is able to get a pick on checkmate. Ultimately, the group collapses on top of Florida, and it looks really, really good as they've now capped point B. So Toronto pushing into the final area. Florida definitely has the alt economy at this point, um, although pulls a blade, but unfortunately, Florida gets the picks. 
They battle sort of just right inside of the door as Toronto tries to make something happen. But unfortunately, uh, Checkmate kind of comes through with his blade. Um, he gets a few. Toronto maybe manages one or two. But somehow, again, Toronto pulls up that aggression. They push back hard. Um, Twilight actually at this point switches to Ana. And oh my gosh, they start pushing hard again. They start matching that aggression. Uh, Toronto really starts outplaying them. Um, Hisu has a huge dynamite right after Twilight manages to nade almost the entire team. And they just cut through them and they finish their push. And so they actually uh, complete the map three. Um, three points at this point. Florida then comes back on the attack. And at this point, uh, we see a little bit of uh, what will repeat itself throughout the match. Checkmate tries to be a little sneaky sneak and uh, kind of wrap around the team, but ultimately he gets caught out by Twilight. Twilight does manage to take him out. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, Florida does uh, manage to get a few picks. First, I think they got a pick on Hisu and it helps them cap the point. Uh, Checkmate again trying to be sneaky. Toronto pushes in. At this point, I'm thinking we need Hot Buzz stellar rampages again. We need to see those coming back from the Houston match because I kind of realized at this point that we hadn't seen uh, as impressive play from Hot Buzz. Now, to his credit, I do kind of think that that was because Florida was playing a little differently than Houston. I think Houston was maybe grouped up a lot tighter and uh, maybe a little more predictable. So Hotbo was able to either wrap around, come in from the side, or just pull out his rampage at an you know unsuspecting moment and charge through and hit you know at least two or three people. Whereas in this match, it seemed like Hotbo was struggling to get that many people. So let's fast forward a little bit because at this point. Um, Toronto actually gets kind of backed into a corner. They get stuck in a hallway. They actually get separated out. Um, Chorong tries to drop a beat in order to protect Aldo, who pulls his blade. Um, but, uh, Aldo is just a little around a corner. I think at this point, actually, Sir Majed may have booped, uh, both Twilight and Chorong into that sort of little hallway corner kind of thing. Um, so although wasn't actually able to get the sound barrier, the sound barrier did go off, but it didn't hit him. And because of that, they drop although, then quickly after that, they drop Twilight and Chorong. Um, ultimately, we're going to fast forward a little bit. We get to checkpoint B, where we are at the club, and Florida has four minutes and 36 seconds left to push. That is an incredible time bank. I was impressed with Toronto's time bank coming into uh, into the club, but holy cow, this was looking dire for Florida. Now, obviously, matches match overall is one one zero, right? They can, they can lose a round. It's not a, not the end of the world. But I digress. This was a bit of a momentum shift for Florida, if you ask me. So as we push into the club, uh, checkmate is keeping an eye out for Hisu. He's really trying to watch him like a hawk, um, trying to single him out, of course, and that is kind of the job of the Genji to dive the ash and and take her out, kind of thing. Toronto's aggression at this point is actually working against them. If you ask me, uh, Florida had kind of figured them out and was really pushing hard and taking advantage of their aggression and, and you know, almost making it look like they were making mistakes, right? Um, Hisu gets a great dynamite at this point. He throws Bob out, but Florida, in a very coordinated effort, they back off and they've still got three minutes left at this point. They've got an insane time bank to do this push. So I'm, I'm starting to worry at this point. Um, Checkmate does actually blow a blade where he just gets nothing from it. Toronto, I felt really needed to collapse on the point, but unfortunately they were just having a really hard time getting any picks. And ultimately Florida manages to push through and they've got two minutes on the time bank. So we then move into overtime. Uh, Florida's back on attack. They cap the point easily. And there you go. That's it. 
Now it's 1-1 uh, overall. So we go from there into our payload match on Circuit Royale. Now, Circuit Royale was not necessarily a good map for Toronto. <laughs> um, it wasn't a great map for Florida, but it just, things didn't work out super well. So Toronto starts on attack. Um, Hisu does pull out the chopsticks on the piano. Of course, he busts it out. So good for him. That was, that was great. I'm sure he's been practicing his piano skills uh, in spawn, of course. Uh, but this is where actually Sermajed comes out on Zen and RuPaul comes out on Ana. So not something I was expecting to see, although we do know that uh, Florida has been sort of known to pull this strategy out or, or this um, this composition out. So it wasn't unexpected. I just thought they had kind of gotten away from it because I didn't think it was as effective as they'd hoped. So uh, Toronto has a really abysmal opening. There's pick after pick from Florida. They're not necessarily being spawn camped, but Florida just keeps managing to get picks, whether it's Hydron um, or not. Uh, it's just not going the way of Toronto. Uh, Twilight gets someone and Toronto kind of starts making some progress. Although comes out with a great blade and he does get someone, uh, but Majed uses uh, uh, Transcendence and it just keeps them all alive. But here we see that aggression kind of come back from Toronto. I was really happy to see it because it seemed like they were starting to lose that fire and I was getting worried that they were kind of giving up, kind of getting boomed. Um, there's a five-man anti-nade from RuPaul. Ultimately, you get a five-man anti-nade. You better make capitalize on that, and they do. Uh, at this point, uh, I forgot to mention, Hisu came out on Sojourn. He switches back to Ash. Um, ultimately, uh, they do have some progress. Obviously, at this point, they've made it to checkpoint one. They're kind of trying to get up this hill. Hotba has a rampage that he's kind of holding on to. Ultimately, he uses it, and because of that, they make it up the hill. They're very close to point B. They almost get it all the way, but they get pushed back. Final 30 seconds, although has a blade, but unfortunately, um, Sir Majed's transcendence comes out. Uh, no one goes down on either side. Eventually, Charon gets picked off. Hotba goes down, and it's just downhill from there. They're just shy of that checkpoint B. So not a terrible match, but really not a great one. And especially with how Florida played on the previous map. At this point, I'm worried. Florida goes on attack. Toronto goes in for the spawn camp. He sues on sojourn. But Florida comes out with yet another surprise. They come out on May. And of course, because it's so close quarters, uh, given that Toronto's trying to spawn camp them, uh, the May actually plays really well into that. They're able to wall off someone. I, I can't remember who it was, but they get the pick. And they basically just start steamrolling the Toronto Defiant at this point. Although it gets caught out, Florida pushes to point A very quickly. They've got five minutes in the time bank to make it to checkpoint B. Um, Someone goes really far forward, uh, and he actually really pushes them back. Twilight makes the jump to Ana to try and make this work. Um, but again, uh, Florida's on Ana as well. Uh, Checkmate gets nanoed. He gets Chorong with it. They've got four minutes in that final stretch. And, you know, if I look at my notes here, all I wrote down for the rest of this is this pushes all Florida. And Florida's now up 2-1. So we are match point. It is Toronto's map pick. And at this point, we're a little bit worried. I'm not going to lie. We go to Coliseo, where Toronto ultimately uh, does look pretty impressive. I would say if, you know, if I was worried about, uh, or if I had thought that Florida was maybe running out of gas, they got a little injection for that, those past two maps, and they did look very good on them. But once Coliseo got rolling, 
it was pretty well in favor of Toronto. Um, Twilight stuck to Anna. He kind of pulled that out again. Florida went back to the Brig and Lucio. Uh, Florida did kind of just collapse into Toronto. Twilight did eventually switch back to Brig shortly after this because he kind of saw, I think he was trying to match them, um, kind of trying to show them, you know, who's the better Anna here. But he switches back to Brig. We've got Hisu on Ash and Hydron on Sojourn. There's a big fight in that sort of side area. We've got tons of ults flying everywhere. Twilight gets a pick on someone uh, and suddenly things are looking up for Toronto. Toronto manages to win fight after fight. They clean things up. They have some really great follow-up and they have a really aggressive early push. And I think, so originally, I hadn't said this actually, but Florida originally did move the bot a little bit, but I think this is where Toronto made that aggressive push and they were really trying to tie it up. Hotba comes in with another huge rampage. There's no picks and Florida does get the bot, but ultimately uh, Florida keeps moving back to that beginning kind of hallway and they keep taking fights there uh which which does make sense after you know something would happen things would move back there and they would kind of set up a defense there but hisu comes in with a clutch kill on checkmate it leads to some great cleanup by toronto there's a big blade by although and the momentum shifts and at this point Florida had made some progress, but it wasn't super meaningful distance. Um, and unfortunately, you know, the blade by although the cleanup from Toronto after Hisu's pick, Toronto takes the bot and they start to roll. They get a pick on Hydron. Uh, they get pushed uh, or they, they push Florida back to spawn. Toronto's about to cap the first point. They've only got a few people on the point. They've got the rest of them pushing them back. Twilight comes in with a huge flail kill, uh, completely negates a rally by RuPaul. Uh, ultimately Toronto gets the checkpoint. And at that point, it's looking pretty dire for Florida. Hydron does come in with an overclock, but again, similar to what I said against in the Houston match, Toronto realizes, Hey, we've got some space. So they back off. They let Hydron's overclock run out. There's rampages everywhere, uh, from both sides, both sides get huge rampages. Uh, but ultimately, you know, not a ton transpires. There's about two minutes left. We've got no ults and Toronto is looking to get a pick because they're trying to push and we know that they're in the lead but you know a couple good fights and florida could take the lead again so toronto's looking to get a pick they clean up the entire team they get they manage to open up the fight and just wipe them off the face of the earth uh toronto wins a couple fights in a row just before the bridge they've got ults to spare they're working across the bridge there's 30 seconds left hisu throws bob out it's a really great placement bob just outside of the spawn on uh, florida's side Florida can barely come out. Uh, you know, they do come out with a rally and a sound barrier, but ultimately Toronto just rolls over them. And there you have it. They take the map. So we then go on to our final map of the day with Oasis. We start things off round one. Hydron comes out on Tracer. And we'll actually hear about Hisu's thoughts on this Tracer in just a minute here. But Hisu comes out on Ash. What is even happening is what I wrote down because it was very confusing to see Tracer and especially it was confusing to see the Florida Mayhem take the point first and actually do okay. Uh, I wouldn't say Hydron was the difference maker, but the pressure he was applying, you could tell it was just a little uncomfortable and it was a little bit out of left field. So uh, Toronto wasn't really expecting it, if you will. 
Now, at this point, Toronto kind of gets on the point. They get a pick or two. Twilight goes down, but Toronto's still trying to make something happen, uh, just like we've seen many times before in these both of these past two series. Uh, Toronto really trying to make something out of nothing or, or a situation where they're down. Unfortunately, Florida does manage to get up to about 76%. So we then see although come out with a blade, gets Sir Majed. Uh, RuPaul uses a rally, but it's kind of wasted. Um, and Checkmate comes in with a blade, but ultimately Hisu gets a pick on him. Toronto caps it. Toronto holds the point. They get to about 70%. And Hydron comes in with a pulse bomb. He lands it on Hotba, but Toronto uses beat. So does Sir Majed. There's this back and forth. Florida manages to flip it at 99%. There's no ults. Looking like Toronto is in a good situation to get this uh, win. There's um, a neutral fight here where kind of Hydron is just being a pain. Like I say, the tracer pick was was more just kind of throwing them off, I think, than it was like making an impact. Um, ultimately, he soon manages to get the pick on Hydron. Um, it's hard for Toronto to get picks, but they do open it up with that and they start cleaning up and ultimately they take round one. So it's now do or die for Florida. They can lose this map and Toronto advances. They can win this map and we go to round three. Hydron switches to Sojourn. No more Tracer. Uh, thank, thank goodness in a lot of ways, because I don't think that was working out for them. Um, ultimately, again, you know, Hotba is the first pick. Uh, not again that it's Hotba, but again that it's Toronto. Hisu then steps it up, turns things on, and Hisu starts taking names. Uh, they're down Hotba still. They cap the point. Hisu focuses down Hydron. There's a ton of focus fire. It really seems like at this point, they said, let's burn Hydron down. And they did just that. Toronto actually pushes to spawn at one point, but Twilight gets picked. Hisu throws a bob for some extra pressure. Uh, it's 85% in favor of Toronto. And uh, finally, there's a little bit of a back and forth. Florida does manage to flip it at 99%. Toronto only needs one fight at that point, though, to win. So Toronto collapses in on Florida. They're done. It happens. Uh, they flip it. Some Someone does at one point switch to Doomfist just to make it back to the point. He actually does have some success there. He switches to Doomfist. He jumps in. They get some picks. And uh, they actually managed to extend it out a little bit more. Uh, after that fight, though, he immediately goes back and switches back to Junker Queen. And then another fight ensues on the point. And Toronto has won it. And of course, that is how the match ended. So big win for Toronto in front of the home crowd. Now, as I mentioned, of course, we're coming off that win. We were all hyped. We were all excited. Uh, we all jump into that post-match interview. Um, this time, it was with uh, both Hisu and Chorong. And of course, I had to ask, did Florida surprise you with anything? Did they bring out anything that was totally out of left field that you weren't expecting? Let's hear what both Hisu and Chorong had to say. Florida... Florida... Florida,大学生たちは、そういえば、フロリダらん、ジョンゲスルタイ。それがプロリダらん、ヨンズベ、多重、ヘソンデン。今、トーナメント、マジ、オネ、ジョンゲーソ、マンナゲテオンデン。
그 오아시스 저희가 그 솔직히 메임이랑 스크린 많이 하긴 했는데 저희 마지막 맵 오아시스에서 첫첫 첫 라운드에 그그 그 동그라미 맵이 나오거든요 방방 맵이라고 있는데 <웃음> 저희 그렇게 부르는데 겐지 트레이서를 했거든요 걔네가 저희가 시작하기 전에 설마 아 예. 얘네들 설마 겐지 트레이서 또 하겠어? 라고 생 저기 말한 게 있어요 그래서 하겠어 했는데 진짜 그대로 하더라고요 그래서 약간 아나젠은 아, 아나젠이나 겐트나 둘다 알긴 했는데 아나젠은 생각으로 더 잘했고 상대가 근데 겐트는 또할 줄은 알았지만 진짜 힐레 아 얘네 진짜 정신 못 차릴 거라고 생각이 들었어 Um, this is for Chorong. Um, we actually scrimmed against Florida uh, quite a number of times throughout this um, tournament, so like including the qualifiers. Uh, but we did expect them to use Anna Zen comp against us. So our main plan was based on the assumption that they are going to be recruiting uh, Lucio Brig. But uh, it was quite a bit of a surprise to see Anna Zen comp in Circuit Royale. Um, this is for Hisu. Uh, yes, we did scream against Mayhem quite a number of times, uh, like Chorong said. Uh, I guess the big surprise was that uh, to see uh, Genji Tracer comp uh, in the city center map in Oasis. Um, and we actually, the player, like, we kind of like talked about it. Like, are they actually going to like really, like, really play that? Because obviously, like, it's not a very common, like, comp scene in this current meta. So we kind of like knew that like they were pretty good in Anazan, so that might be like coming up, but uh, we did not expect to see Genji and Tracer again, even though we kind of like thought that, oh, maybe it's going to come up, but so they actually like did it again. So uh, it was, I would say in a positive way, like pretty impressive to see. So as you heard from uh, both Twilight, no, sorry, not Twilight, uh, from Chorong and Hisu, and of course, Stella is actually who I meant to say there. Um they were surprised to see the tracer come out. Uh, they didn't mention the May actually, which I thought was again a little bit surprising. Maybe that's because you know they lost that map. But I digress. They were surprised to see that, but at the same time, they have been scrimming uh, Florida. They did not uh, not necessarily think it was completely unexpected, uh, but there's a little bit of surprise there. So after that, uh, I did want to sneak in a question, of course, about their upcoming match. So as I mentioned earlier in the show. Their next match will be tomorrow at September 11th at 12 p.m. Now, you'll want to check your time zone because I am, of course, mountain time. Uh, I believe it will be 11 a.m. for you West Coasters. Um, but I digress. 12 o'clock, mountain time. Uh, Toronto will be taking on the San Francisco Shock. It's going to be an uphill battle, if you ask me. Obviously, everyone knows the Shock's record and reputation this season. The only team that uh, has consistently beat them at this point is... The Dallas Fuel, I would say, at least in, in this meta in the Summer Showdown qualifiers and Summer Showdown tournament. So Shock is going to be coming out with a vengeance. They think this is their tournament to win. Toronto is here to tell them that is not the case. Let's hear what uh, Hisu and Chorong said when I asked them what they were going to do as a team to prepare for the match tomorrow, uh, potentially against Dallas, but ultimately against San, Fran San Francisco for sure. And what they would do uh, personally to help themselves prepare. 팀적으로는 저희 그 경기 중에도 팀원들끼리 소통. 제 개인적으로는 약간 상대 팀의 스타일에 따라 저도 스타일 변화에 집중을 할거할 겁니다. 어, 저는 일단 집 가서 잠을 잘잘 자는 게 제일 중요하다 생각하고 
왜냐면 저는 에임도 신경 써야 되고 컨디션이 제일 중요하기 때문에 그리고 저희 전체적으로는 아마 솔직히 리마인드 위주로 할것 같은데 그 이유는 저희는 이미 레벨은 솔직히 맥스 찍었다고 생각하기 때문에 저희가 실수를 안 하게 약간 리마인드를 위주로 할것 같습니다. Um, for Chorong, um, in terms of like uh, team teammates like effort uh, before tomorrow's match, we're going to be focusing on how to communicate better um, as one team in in those matches tomorrow. Um, and personally, I'm going to be looking into see how I can change my play style uh, more flexibly, uh, depending on like how the opponent like, plays. This is for Hisu. Uh, as a team, I think we're going to be working on how to remind each other about the major points that we should be keeping in mind before um, facing um, the teams tomorrow. Because I personally think that um, our potential and the mechanics and the plans are already like at the top level that we just don't have to make our own mistakes to win tomorrow. And for myself, it's been a very uh, exhausting tournament with lots of matches for us coming from the loser's bracket. So I... And I really need to care about uh, my aim. Uh, so I'm going to be focusing on having a good sleep tonight. So there you have it. Chorong says they need to be team-based. They need to focus on communication as one team. Hisu, a pretty similar similar answer. They need to remind each other about their major pain points to watch out for. Um, one thing that I did find was interesting is Hisu does say that he thinks they have great mechanics and plans. They just need to avoid making those mistakes, which I think rings true uh, for them and honestly for most teams. Um, when we have seen the San Francisco Shock look weaker, it is, of course, when they get caught out on those mistakes they make. It's no secret that they have players with great mechanics, just like the Toronto Defiant do. Um, so hopefully on the Toronto side, they can... Uh, watch out for those mistakes and avoid them and take advantage of those mistakes on San Francisco's side. And then, of course, Chorong says, uh, personally, he needs to be a little more flexible, which, again, facing an opponent like the San Francisco Shock, that's definitely got to be a big deal. And Hisu, although he uh, wants to make sure his aim is stellar, he knows the secret to a good match, and that secret is a good night's sleep. So with that, of course, that brings us to the end of our matches. So I'll give you one last reminder. Tomorrow, September 11th, check your time zone. In Mountain Time, it's 12 o'clock. In Pacific Time, I believe it's 11 o'clock. Toronto Defiant takes on the San Francisco Shock in what is sure to be a stellar match and what will decide the third place team. So the bronze medal team in the Summer Showdown, of course. And what will decide who goes on to face off against the Dallas Fuel at 2 p.m. Mountain Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time against... Uh, sorry, against the Dallas Fuel in the final matchup of the Summer Showdown Tournament in Toronto. With that, once again, I've been your host, Sir Dr. JM. That's at Sir DRJM. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram as well if you really want to. Uh, please, I beg of you, reach out to me on there. Shoot me a DM, shoot me a tweet, shoot me whatever you've got. I am the host not only one of the hosts of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, I actually host my own show as well called One Man Watchpoint. You can find it on podcast services everywhere, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. Please follow me at SirDRJM on Twitter. Give me topics, questions, concerns, whatever you've got for the show, and I would love to feature them on my show, One Man Watchpoint. Now, both of these podcasts, the Ready, Set, Poem podcast and the One Man Watchpoint show, post on Wednesdays every week as we record on Tuesdays. And we would love to hear from you. Please, 
If you're a fan of the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast, head on over to discord.io slash ready, set, pwn. And if you're a fan of the one-man watchpoint, please uh, just like, subscribe, share, all that all that jazz for both of us. I digress. This has been your bonus episode of the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast, hosted by the one, the only, Sir Dr. Jam. If you'd liked this episode, let Chris know. Send him a message. Tweet at Lightforce. That's L-Y-T-E-F-O-R-C-E on Twitter or tweet at Ready, Set, Pwn. That's ready, set, P-W-N on Twitter. And let them know how much you love at Sir DRJM. Closing it out for the bonus episode of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast. I've been your host, Sir Dr. JM. And we'll catch you tomorrow for the final bonus episode of the Summer Showdown. Thank you.